Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Monday edition of the Steve Jones Show as we wrap up April on News Radio 1070 WKOK and Sean Carey. In a second, Steve Jones will check in from the Sunbury Motors Studio, Sunbury Motors Ford Lincoln Hyundai, and the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury and Sunbury Motors Kia on the strip, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Monday edition of our Steve Jones Show, always brought to you by Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury. Time to do some spring cleaning with your insurance policies. Make sure you have the right coverage when life happens. And the great folks at Purdy Insurance, they can tap into the most the, the, the most trustable brands. So you know you're going to get what you pay for and much more. Because they want to make sure you get the most coverage for the least monthly cost. And of course, they are there for you. They've got your back when that little certain something in life happens that uh, sets you back. They've got your back when you when you have to go through a setback. So go to purdyinsurance.com or visit them on Market Street in Sunbury. And we will be visiting with uh, the Purdy's and many more later this week as we're less than 48 hours away from the 27th annual Truman H. Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. Weather on Wednesday looks to be excellent. A little taste of summer coming later this week to the Valley. So we hope you'll be coming to the Susquehanna Valley Country Club to join us. Guys will be on the course on Wednesday morning. Greg Fogel will be joining the Chief Dave Ritchie, Kevin, a.k.a. the Suit Her, and, of course, uh, Jonesy for a great morning of golf. Then we'll be on the patio for the show, 3 to 5. Please stop by and see us and uh, lend your support to the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA's in Milton and Sunbury. Looking forward to that very much. Now, if you don't golf and if you're a Penn State football fan, this is another way you can support the Y. Coming up tomorrow night at Penn's Tavern, Route 147 south of Sunbury. Special gathering with former Penn State players scheduled to appear are Keith Conlon, Tim Sweeney, Trey Bauer, former Penn State quarterback Wally Richardson, and possibility of a few others as well. Uh, they will be at Penn's Tavern for a meet and greet tomorrow night and suggest a $10 donation to go to the Y and they'll also have for a style up for a silent auction and autographed Penn State football. And all the guys there tomorrow night, they will also be on the course Wednesday afternoon as part of the Purdy tournament. So if you want more information, you can get in contact with the Sunbury Y, 570-286-5636 for more info. Uh, you don't need a advanced ticket or anything like that tomorrow night. Just show up at Penn's Tavern sometime between 5 and 6. They will be there. And here on the show today, uh, we've got John McMullen, uh, Eagles insider from ESPN South Jersey. 
and also NFL writer for Fan Rag Sports. Get John's perspective of the uh, NFL draft took place over the weekend. Most watched NFL draft. Of course, that had a lot to do with it being simulcast on Fox for a couple of nights and on ABC on Saturday afternoon. And also scheduled to join us next hour in hour number two, a friend of the show, Mike DeCourcy, a Hall of Fame writer in the United States College Basketball Hall of Fame, head college basketball writer for the Sporting News. We'll talk hoops and also talk a little bit of the Condoleezza Rice report that was released last week with Steve and Mike DeCourcy coming up next hour. Get in contact with us anytime. Our email is stevejones at wkok.com. Stevejones at wkok.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Twitter handle at stevejonespsu. And, of course, the website, stevejonesshow.com. And we also invite you to subscribe to our Steve Jones Show podcast. Available on both the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, Google Play. Just type in Steve Jones Show. Hit subscribe. And as soon as we're finished with the live shows each weekday afternoon on WKOK, we drop them as podcasts. They'll drop right to your smartphone and tablet. So you can listen to them anytime, anywhere. And you can always find three months of shows archived at stevejonesshow.com. So Penn State over the weekend. Six going in. The NFL draft. Of course, Saquon Barkley Thursday night opening round. Overall second pick to the New York Giants. Friday night, Mike Kosicki was taken by the Miami Dolphins. And then the Saturday selections were safety Troy Apke going to the Redskins. Wide receiver Deshaun Hamilton to Denver. Safety Marcus Allen to the Steelers. And cornerback Chris Campbell to Arizona. Then on Saturday night, the 32 NFL teams selected uh, selected their undrafted free agents. And some pick between... 10, 15, 20 players, depending on what is available on their rosters. And selected Penn State players that were not drafted, but were taken on Saturday night. Jason Cabinda to the Oakland Raiders. Grant Haley to the Giants. Brandon Mann to the Carolina Panthers. Saeed Blacknell also going to the Oakland Raiders, joining Jason Cabinda. Yeah. And, kicker, uh, Tyler, well, kicker Tyler Davis to Buffalo and Parker Cothran to the Steelers, Curtis Cothran going to Minnesota. And Tyrell Chavis going to the Giants. I think that covers them all. And also locally, uh, Abdullah Anderson from Bucknell uh, was taken uh, by the Chicago Bears. That story broke about 10 o'clock on Saturday night. Good. Very nice. All right, Redskin fans. Actually, we had a few of them. Wanted to know about Troy Apke. Okay. And one of them I got was Troy Apke versus um, actually Grant Haley. And a little bit about Marcus Allen. Okay. Fair. So here's the deal. Let's start with this. The great One of the great measurables happens to be That 40-yard dash time. Well, he ran 4-3-4. And that's just off the charts. That's off the charts. And that is... That right away sets up a separator for you. Now let's get to the next part. Why 
What does Apke, for example, bring to the table? A couple things. Number one, obviously, Troy is going to be really good on special teams. Because Troy here was really good on special teams. Really good. His coverability is actually very good. And he dramatically improved himself in the run game. Dramatically. And I thought that was really important. The way he um, improved himself in the run game. I think that made a big difference. Now, is he going to be an in-the-box guy like Marcus Allen? No, he is not going to be that guy. He's not going to be an in-the-box guy like Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen goes to the Steelers. Marcus Allen is going to be invaluable to the Steelers in special teams and also in and as a guy that can play in the box as a safety. But I think along the way, you will see Apke will be a plus for the Redskins on special teams. And to be honest with you, I just felt from day one, for some odd reason, watching Troy play from day one of spring practice a year ago, where he was immediately put into the lineup. I could see a comfort in him where everything seemed to fall into place and make sense to him. From day one of spring practice last year. That's why when I went out to speak last year, and I I, I, I talked some about it on this show, who was the biggest concern on the defense a year ago? How many times did we hear Apke? Oh, well, Apke's going to be, you know. And I kept... And I kept looking at it, and again, when you're sitting there and you're seeing it every day, and you like what you see, and then all of a sudden it's brought up to you as a concern, you look around and say, oh, well, I'm not thinking that. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not that concerned about it. <laughs> and that's because I'm watching you every day. I wasn't concerned. And watching him every day, I thought, no, nah, he's solid, he's fine. I like him. I think he's playing pretty well. And I have people coming up to me all the time. Hey, I'll tell you, you know, I'm really worried about that spot. No, I'm not worried about that spot. <laughs> I'm not worried about that spot at all. <laughs> you know, but that, again, is part of the process of being around it all the time. I liked what I was seeing every single day. And I think when he ran the 40 time, I thought that vaulted him into a little different area. And we all knew he could run that time. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't an issue. We knew he could run that time. The reason we knew that we could run that time, Apke came in as a, as a guy that already had track speed anyway. He actually came in right away, and people thought he was going to be a wide receiver. They did a good job of identifying within the first two weeks of his freshman camp that he'd be a, a safety. But his coverability really improved. It really improved in the run game, too. Now, 
The guy that does get ripped off in all this is Grant Haley. Uh, Haley's issue, of course, is going to be height. Not speed, not coverability, anything like that. Height. And I I think he'll make the Giants because I think he's a guy that you can automatically rotate in with his speed. He'll be a help to the Giants on special teams. But I also think there's another element too, is that you can that you can rotate him in as somebody who knows how to play in the nickel slot in sub packages. I actually think he'll help the Giants there. But how he doesn't get drafted, I don't know. Not with his speed, not with his experience. I'm also a big believer. I mean, it's not. not there's no. Um, foolproof way of doing this. But I'm also a big believer in, in, in production. You know, obviously you can draft on potential. I've, you know, I understand that. A lot of I mean, <laughs> the NBA playoffs are tonight. <laughs> that entire draft is done on potential. Uh, but I'm a big believer in college production, especially Power 5 college production. That's why I really like the Denver Broncos draft. The Denver Broncos draft, I thought, you look at the first up through the Troy Fumagalli pick, and I don't really have a great handle on their last three picks, so I don't want to make a statement about that. But you look at their first picks, their, their picks all the way th- through Troy Fumagalli, the tight end from Wisconsin. Yeah, and that, this includes Deshaun Hamilton. They took guys from Bradley Chubb to Deshaun Hamilton to Fumagalli all the way through and Josie Jewell that were high, highly productive college players on the Power 5 level. I think that means something. Now, I also I want to give credit to two guys in particular. I watched the NFL draft uh, on NFL Network because of Mike Mayock. I think Mike does an absolutely fabulous job on the draft. I think he does a fabulous job on football, period. That's why I think strongly feel he should be hired by somebody who's an analyst. Because I think he's that good. And the other guy is, and we've had him on the show before, is Phil Savage. Phil Savage runs the Reese's Senior Bowl. Their job is to identify, and of course, you know, look, hey, Phil knows what he's doing. I mean, you're, you're talking about a guy who has been a part of a draft that said Jonathan Ogden would be a good pick and part of a draft that said that Joe Thomas would be a good pick. He knows he knows what he's looking for in pure talent. Well, he runs the Reese's Senior Bowl. And I'll tell you, I, I've said it once, I've said it 15, 20 times on this show, especially when it comes to right around December, early January, that if you have to be in any college all-star game, you have to be in the Reese's Senior Bowl. Pro coaching staffs work it. Everybody's there. This is also a great opportunity for them to find talent on the lower levels, the FCS levels, and get them out there against Power 5 players to show what they can do. Because I don't care what anybody says. Carson Wentz. All right, hey, Carson Wentz. Hey, 
when Carson Wentz started showing me that it didn't matter who was out there, that's when I became a big believer in Carson Wentz. Huge believer in Carson Wentz. Once I saw him against comparable big-time talent, and he had no issue with it. Well, they did a great job at the Reese's Senior Bowl of identifying there's like one pick after another going there. Huge. And on radio, I listened to him. And on TV, it was Mayock. ESPN, by the way, did win the ratings. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Here's Adam Purdy with another example of how Purdy Insurance is different. I was at home one Saturday when I got a call from a client who had just been in an auto accident with a rental car in Canada. After confirming that everyone was okay, I checked his policy and assured him that we had the proper coverages in place. Within a few minutes, I had his claim called in and he was back to enjoying his vacation. Purdy Insurance has been answering calls like this for over 90 years. Give Purdy Insurance a call today at 800-677-2478 to see what we can do for you. Welcome back. Great to have you with us. The draft is now over. Uh, but we're still going to talk about it today. John McMullen, Eagles Insider, ESPN South Jersey, is going to join us um, at 3.35. Uh, scheduled today, Matt Leon, Philadelphia, joining us today. And also, Mike DeCourcy, Sporting News, on the Rice Commission report. I can tell you that Mike is not enamored <laughs> with the work they've done or didn't do on the Rice Commission report on college basketball. So that's what we have coming up today. We are at the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. Uh, Tim Sweeney, Trey Bauer, Keith Conlon, Wally Richardson, they're all going to be there. And believe me, as they come through... They will take their shots at abusing me. I, of course, in return, will show them pictures of the suit and feel like I got even. What? This was my playing partner. Yeah. (laughs) Some point during the course of the round, I think one of his shots went flying over your head, correct? (laughs) I just want to get Trey Bauer's initial reaction. On the chutter. That could be interesting. Or maybe we shouldn't. Oh, no. I want to. (laughs) (laughs) I saw Trey Friday night. Down in York at John Green's event. Excellent. Yeah, so, yeah, he's looking forward to it. And, by the way, Penn's Tavern tomorrow night. Hey, stop by. That's going to be a great event. Penn's Tavern tomorrow evening. Get to meet all of them. They'll sign stuff for you. 
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Purdy's have served this valley for decades, finding their customers exactly the insurance they need, whether it's auto, home, life, business, whatever it may be. They've also found them the best price. To fit your budget. And that is Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. But don't forget the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. We will be there at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club on Wednesday. And I'm in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And joining us now is John McMullen, Eagles insider, NFL writer for FanRag Sports. Great to have you with us, John. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, well, let's start with this. Uh, how'd you feel about the maneuvering that Howie Roseman did to get the Eagles in a position to make some of the picks they did? Well, he didn't have a ton to work with, and that's an issue, obviously, and Howie kind of admitted that after the draft. But uh, I think he saw an opportunity uh, to do a number of things, and you know, I kind of wrote, you have to put the context on this draft, and it really starts way back when the Eagles acquired Carson Wentz. But uh, so many veteran players, Ronald Darby uh, last year, the fact that they moved down this year enabled them to re-sign Darren Sproles. So once you add all of that into the context, uh, you know, in a way it's already been validated, and that happened back in February in Minneapolis. Eagles have the Lombardi Trophy. Uh, but if you look at it in a vacuum, Eagles only had five picks. They came into the, the process with six, ended up with five. Compared to other teams around the league, didn't add a lot of talent. But again, you have to add everything else into it. And from that perspective, uh, it's already proven to be very successful for the Eagles. Also, didn't mess around again. It's there's obviously a belief in this organization. You can't have enough secondary people, especially corners. Is that about how you look? At, how you look at how the Eagles seem to treat the secondary? Well, I think the NFL as a whole, if you think about the way the game has evolved and all the spread concepts and the eleven personnel in this league, you, you got to have five corners minimum. Uh, and sometimes you need, need more than that. So, I, you know, I've called this a luxury draft for the Eagles. Uh, if you look at Dallas, 
get hurt at the top in the second round. He's really a redundancy to Zach Ertz. If you look at Josh Sweat, uh, he's really uh, a prospect for 2019 and beyond. Uh, in the seventh round, you take the Australian kid who plays rugby, Jordan Maihata. Obviously, he's for down the road. Uh, the one prospect potentially that can get on the field this year is Avante Maddox, the quarterback, cornerback from Pitt. And that's because the Eagles need a slot corner. Patrick Robinson left in free agency. Uh, Daryl Worley. Obviously had the incident in South Philadelphia release signed in Oakland. He's not going to be around. And and everybody on hand, Jalen Mills, Ronald Darby, uh, Rasul Douglas, uh, Sidney Jones, those are all outside cornerbacks. So they need a slot cornerback, and at least Avante Maddox has the measurables to do that. Yeah. We'll see if he can if he can get on the field this year. Well, I've watched them play twice in person. I would not be enamored. Uh, so, um, in all in all seriousness, and it's like I think he does some things well, but I think that's a work in progress. When well, you it's a look fourth at, round pick. Oh yeah, no, it's, you know, yeah, it's a fourth round pick. Definition but, of a fourth round pick. Yeah, it's fine. You wouldn't have been on my board. Um, and that's again, I've watched them play twice in person. I just wasn't enamored with them. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Now, well, you have to understand the NFL draft is about projection. Maddox played on the outside at Pitt. He's five nine kids. So, from Joe Douglas' perspective, uh, he's not going to play on the outside in the NFL. He's, right? He's exactly. Not. Uh, so he's got to project inside. And, and and what you do is you try to find something he does well. Does he have short area quickness? Does he have the traits to move inside? And then it's up to the coaching staff. Uh, to sort of get that out of them. But as I said, just from the perspective of this draft, you know, which of those five kids has an opportunity to get on the field for the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, based on need, that that spot, yeah. Yeah. Dallas is going to get out out there a little bit. But, again, it's are, are you going to play Zach Ertz and him at the same time? If you do – you're going to have some issues with pass protection. Right, so, exactly. I, it, yeah. It looks great from a video game perspective. It looks great <laughs> in say matchup, but somebody's got to block somebody, especially when your quarterback is going to be right. wearing a knee brace and isn't yeah. going to have his typical mobility. Right. And <laughs> hey, what about the free agent signing of Adams, the running back under Notre Dame? Well, I, I think that's a very good signing, obviously, for undrafted. That's a kid who I think yeah. if everybody saw the Eagles draft him in the fourth round, they would have been happy. Uh, he had a draftable grade by just about everybody. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, you, you pay him $50,000, which is a lot for an undrafted free agent. You bring him in here, and hopefully he can develop into something. Uh, can lightning strike twice? They did it last year with Corey Clement. Uh, we'll see, but it's certainly worthwhile because, you know, people kind of forget he had a late-season slump. Mid-season, he was in the Heisman Trophy uh, race uh, at Notre Dame. Now, part of it, you look at that offensive line he was running behind. Quentin Nelson was the sixth overall pick. Mike McGlinchey was the ninth overall pick, so they're pretty good. Uh, but he's coming to 
he's coming to a Philadelphia Eagles team that has a really good offensive line. So who knows? Yeah, no, exactly. And when it came to Clement, again, we'll go back to the fact that I saw him play in Perth. Loved him when I saw him. I thought when the Eagles got him last year, I thought that's a pretty savvy signing because they just liked the, the. I thought that Corey Clement in college was far greater as an all-around player than I think a lot of people realized. Well, I, you know, he got here, and I, I had the opportunity to see him from day one through the Super Bowl and, and see. Uh, the way he he improved, and and when the Eagles got him, they told him to lose weight. They said, "Look, you need to get some, you need to add some quickness if if you're going to last in this league." Into uh, his credit, he lost about ten pounds uh, from OTAs to training camp. And and the thing about coming from Wisconsin, same thing with Josh Adams, it's, it's almost eerie. They weren't asked to catch the football at all. And Corey really struggled with it in practice, in training camp, and he just worked and worked and worked. And by the time he was in the Super Bowl, he's making plays as a receiver. He was the team's third down back. So you have to give him a ton of credit uh, for working on his craft. He was a great runner at Wisconsin. Uh, They didn't ask him to do much else, and he became a pretty well-rounded player by the time he was at the end of his rookie season. And now as he goes into year two, he's like a no-doubt-about-it guy. He's not fighting for a roster spot. He's part of this team, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. Uh, Now, John, I want to ask you about how the area felt about it because, let's face it, you've got a lot of programs out there that, the draft, here's our chance, here's our opportunity. I sense over the years Philadelphia felt like that. Was there as much interest in the draft this time around? Because you know what, they are the defending Super Bowl champions, and they got almost everybody back. Well, I, I got to tell you, I, I mean, this this is first and foremost an Eagles town, and and the Sixers are making a, a pretty significant run in the NBA right now. Right. Uh, but I, I mean, this team, yeah, they're they're just it, it's you know. The station I'm on in South Jersey, I'll give an example. I'm a nobody. <laughs> you know, I'm on every day. Well, we day. don't think so. I asked you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm on every day. And, and we put, uh, we put uh, uh, you know, on-demand interviews uh, on the website. And every single day, my spots get more than Jim Lynham, Ben Simmons, any sixer we have on. Simply because I'm talking about the Eagles. It's not because of me. It's because people want Eagles news. Uh, and they want it when they won the Super Bowl. They want it when they, last year when they were 7 and 9 and nobody had any idea they were going to make this run. Uh, they love this football team. So, yeah, there was significant interest. There was disappointment when they traded out from 32. I, I don't think people realized at the time what Howie was trying to do. He was trying to not only move down to get more picks didn't end up that way, but he also didn't want that first-round contract because he wanted that extra money to be able to re-sign Darren Sproles. So, yeah, I, I mean, people people are interested in the Eagles, and it just doesn't stop. And, and it's interesting because I'm watching 32 come up on the board, and I'm thinking they would be so smart. To tr- I, I thought he manipulated 
his situation as well as anybody out there. And I thought re-signing Sproles was one of those. I thought, hey, I thought that to me was a great move. I don't know what you thought. I mean, because I mean, what, what do you have to lose with this guy? Because he's brought so much. Yeah, well, Doug Peterson really, really wanted to back, and and how he kind of joked about it at his press conference after the draft, he would say. Doug would stick his head in his office twice a day and say, "When, when, when are we getting Baron back?" Uh, and you know, he's just a reliable player. Uh, and, and Doug trusts him. If you go back, he got hurt in week three. But if you go back for the first two weeks, and we talk about this running back by committee, people kind of forget Darren Sproles was the leader of that. Uh, even though he's obviously got size limitations, he's he's going to be 34 years old. Uh, but he's a physical freak. He keeps himself in excellent condition. And, and the second part is special teams. He's one of the best pump returners in history. Uh, never mind, and 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 obviously on this team. So one of the disappointments is you're nitpicking because they won the Super Bowl, but. From the Eagles' coaching perspective, and, and and Doug Peterson and Dave Phipps, the special teams coach, they were disappointed with special teams, and part of it was the reason Darren Sproles wasn't there, uh, and you kind of lost that explosion in the return game. Uh, that'll be back. His ability as a third down back. We talked about Corey Clement earlier, uh, and how he improved, and I give him all the credit in the world. But he's not Darren Sproles as a third down back. And now all of a sudden they have that back. So uh, Doug is very excited. Uh, and, and Darren didn't want to go out that way with the torn ACL and the broken arm on the same play. So he'll be back for one more season. And I think it makes a, a very deep team even better. You know, it's interesting, John, because if I had $100 for every time Jack Ham mentioned Darren Sproles to me, Okay, you and I would be eating at the best restaurant in because <laughs> I mean, because again, as a linebacker who had to cover running backs like that, he appreciates what a guy like Sproles can do. Next part of this, I'll make this the last question: What do you know about the rugby player? Uh, well, I got to talk to him after the draft on the conference call. I, I mean, basically, he's a measurables guy. He's six eight. He's three fifty. He's got 10% body fat. Now, think about that. That's incredible. Uh, oh, no. He's got 35 and a half inch arms. So if I mean, you I've, want... got that, I've got that body fat in my hand, John. <laughs> so I, uh, if you want to whatever, you know, anybody listening to this, to their deity, the good Lord above, and ask him to create uh, a tack on the NFL, he'd come back with somebody the size of, of Jordan Mailata. But... There's a lot of guys. I mean, if that's all it took to play in the NFL, every Olympic sprinter would be a wide receiver. <laughs> uh, you know, Mark Henry, if you're a wrestling fan, he'd be the best nose tackle in the history of football. Uh, but he's not because there's technique involved, and you have to understand to play the game. So he's an extreme, extreme long shot. He's certainly not going to make the team – this year, the best case scenario is a year on the practice squad and then try to make it in 2019. But when you're in the seventh round uh, and you have the luxury of being as deep as the Eagles, and that's why I called it a luxury draft, you can sort of take chances like this. 
And if it hits, you're going to look like a genius. If it doesn't, people are going to forget about it in a year because it's a seventh-round pick. John, a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that a lot. Thanks a lot for the insight. We really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right, John McMullen. It's interesting. I mentioned if he puts up anything on the Eagles up on their podcast, website, whatever, he said, boom, that's where people jump to right away. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing because the Eagles have owned that town forever. Mike DeCourcy, next half hour, as we continue, brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. The draft is fascinating. Now, of course, they have to make this thing happen. You're not going to get a single coach or general manager out there saying, I don't really like how we drafted. They're all going to tell you they're happy with what they did, every one of them. Can you believe it? Bill Belichick is happy with what they did. I'm happy with what we did. <laughs> oh. So now we get ready for the next one. Thankfully, that's a year. We had so much stuff in the draft. I mean, how many guests did we have in the draft? Let's see. Oh, way up and over close to half a dozen, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think more than a half dozen. Boy, we had a lot of people on about the draft. Whew. A lot of people. And, uh... All right. Now we go to the next thing. (laughs) Golf and ponies Uh, this week. uh, Oh, and we will talk ponies, yes. Yes, Dr. Girardi and I, we're on the phone for about an hour and a half on Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're making up for lost time. It's been about a month. so. (laughs) Well, we had to catch up on a few things. And then, you know, then, then, so after that was taken care of. Um, the uh, so we're working on getting him on Thursday, and I think we're on track here based on the latest text I got. Uh, okay, oh three fifteen on Thursday. That work for you? Yeah, we'll just kick off the show with him. That's fine. Yeah, we'll just get started with him right away out sure. of the gate. Yeah, you know, and you know, and then um. Uh, and then what we're going to do is the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament on Wednesday. We're going to do an informal poll among the golfers in the tournament. Oh, okay. About <clears throat> about <clears throat> oh, it rhymes with butter. Yeah, <sighs> but I can tell you right now, it doesn't act like it. <laughs> butter cut through the wind like butter no it's okay I'll use a sandwich we'll get just as close <laughs> I'll keep a running but, tab I'll keep a running tab but no I, I, I think we ought to yeah you keep a running tab I'll just ask the questions on the air and A we'll find out two parts have they ever heard of it and B would they ever use it 
I'm going to guess that we're going to have heavy no and no. <laughs> we also will have videotaped highlights <laughs> showing its inconsistencies, although it might be operator error. <laughs> Uh, the Athletic did uh, best pick, most questionable, and sleeper. Two Penn Staters made best picks. Saquon Barkley and Mike Kosicki for the Giants and Dolphins. Questionable, Troy Apke of the Redskins. I, again, I know there was concern about him. I, I tell you, I like the kid. There is not a single thing about him from the first day of spring practice last year to the bowl game that I had a single question about watching him play in practice. Not one. All season. I mean, sometimes something will happen. You'll sit there and go, oh, geez, what the heck happened on that play? And that's practice. I'm not talking about games. He was one of those guys that every single practice over like, man, no apke issues to me. All right. Mike DeCourcy next half hour. Where did the committee get it right? And where did they get it wrong? You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.